I go out there and he's looking at me and I go, this is horrible. I just can tell by the look in his eyes how bad it was. I rush him to the same place. I'm not like sour on the place yet because I still don't write the vet clinic. My family is not there. He can't move. He goes, the doctor comes in. He doesn't know who I am. I'm not a big wig. I'm still not a big wig, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, so he's got bone cancer throughout his body. Blah, blah, blah. It's really bad. He's he's, he's going to need to get put down. And I go, okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I can tell that yeah, I know the deal. Obvious, Dog right? can't poop. I, I know the deal. Yeah. And he goes, okay, so I, I suggest we take him back right now and we, and we put him down. And I go, yeah, I'm like, uh, we have some that can put him down at our house. And he goes, no, well, yeah, no, but I, I really highly suggest you take him. We take him in the back right now and we put him down. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Had they already what? administered like drug drugs to him? Maybe probably? some painkillers. Painkillers probably. I and, imagine and, they would. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I get what you want. I get what you want. Um, that's not what, what we're going to do. And I didn't even say it that bluntly. I was still kind of in shock mm-hmm. a little bit from the whole deal. And I'm like, we have someone that we can go home and my family can see him and, and he doesn't need to be on a steel gurney with a bunch of people he doesn't know for a dog that has been, was our first child. And we love this dog more than anything. I'm not going to give him to you to be rolled to the back around people. He doesn't know when I have a better option. And Did that you feel like he was trying to like, like just put pressure on you to just do it. That's exactly what he was trying to do. And I'm not saying it's for money. I'm saying it because vets just like me, we have dealt with people who are going to leave and not do what we say to do. But I looked at him in the, I didn't say I'm going to do what I want to do. I said, Hey man, I go, I get it. We have somebody where we can be, this can be done in our home where he's lived his entire life with the people he loves around him in his own bed and getting a last meal. Welcome to Beckman Unleashed Podcast. My name is Joel Beckman. This is my co-host and business partner, Eric. We got a lot planned today. We had a lot of great comments from the last podcast. We get into it. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. So let's get it going. Eric, what do you want to talk about? First, I want to talk about some off-leash dog stuff. So in episode four, this is episode five, episode four, we talked about dogs being off-leash. And we got a little bit of mixed commentary in the comments about should you let your dog just cruise off leash? I know you were, you felt pretty strongly about this. Yeah. Should you let your dog cruise off leash? You should basically never, when there's people around, let your dog cruise off leash. Except at a dog park. Well, yeah, at a dog park or, uh, yeah. Other than that, never. (laughs) Why would you make people feel uncomfortable? Why would, if the people have children, why would you, make them feel uncomfortable when people have dogs and their dog is on a leash and your dog is off a leash, their dog can be aggressive and they have the right to walk their dog, aggressive dog around Mm -hmm. out of a dog, out of a free range dog park. They have the right to do that. Yeah. And, uh, last night I sent you a video, I think it was on TikTok, which Mm -hmm. was three pit bulls that were violently attacking a woman in a park. She was with a man. I don't know if those were his dogs, I don't know the backstory. We could probably link it in the description box, but 
I mean, that was absolutely insane. Am I right? Yeah, it was, it was un, this woman, this three dogs and definitely one of them, what I saw was attacking her and she got taken down and she could have died that day. Yeah, that know? was, that was so out of control. And then it was like once it seemed like she was like saying like, like she was kind of like, Hey, stop biting me. But then she realized like it was getting serious yeah. and it was. It was violent and yeah. horrible. She didn't have the amount of like attitude or physical prowess to like make that dog think twice. And so it just doubled down. I mean, it was jumping up and biting. Yeah. Biting I'm not her. sure that dog would have ever thought twice with what it seemed to have in its head. True. Now. So I think to get to this podcast and to get the people some information very quickly, what should you do in a situation like that? That's my, that's the question for me. Correct. I'd say it's hypothetical. So we don't get in trouble from YouTube. Like we seem to. Oh uh, yeah. For being normal be careful, podcasters. Right? Yeah. I mean, don't saying? talk about pepper spray. We're not allowed to talk about that. Nope. Okay. So here's the problem with the video and it sucks if you, I mean, hopefully we can link it somehow, but I don't know if we can show it. So we got to be careful. Yeah. Woman, three pit bulls attacking her gets taken down multiple times minute-long attack, pipples out of their mind, going after this lady. So the problem is it's three of them. So if she does what she needs to do with one dog coming up to you, dog comes up, tries to bite you. If it's got a collar on, which most of the time dogs do, but sometimes don't. If there's no collars on, bro, it's, it's, bad it's news. really bad news, okay? Because you can't get a hold of them. If yeah. they have a collar on, what I would have done in that situation, let's just for a second act like it's one dog, okay? What you should do, you got to control the dog's head. So you have to try to grab and get control of the sides of their head with the collar on. And then you have to be very strong in your ability to just hold them and then slam them You're on not the ground. recommending this. You're just saying, if a dog is about advice, to right? kill you, but we're not giving legal advice, right? No legal advice. Okay. If this ever happened to you, then you can do this or not. And you grab the dog and you control its head area and you control its neck area and you are a strong person. The problem is there's three dogs. So she has to eventually go to the ground with the dog. That puts her head two feet from the ground, which puts her face and at, the, eye, level the at eye level of the dog. And that becomes the problem. Three dogs. It's tough. It's 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 just you're just fighting for your life. I've point. got a dog anatomy question for you. Okay. So in um, humans, there's a carotid artery goes through here essentially. Oh. And when you, that's how like the rear naked choke goes on jujitsu. Yeah, choke them out. So essentially, yeah. Do dogs have a carotid artery going up the side of their neck, or do you not know this? I don't know. We should check that later. Um, Let I've us never. Know in the comments. I've, I've never. I've never choked a dog out and many people have, this isn't like, Oh my God, nobody's ever done that. No, mm -hmm. no, no. People have choked dogs out when they're trying to kill another dog. It's happened. As long as they have a collar on many dog trainers have. Yeah. As long as they have a collar on. Um, I've never done it. So I don't know how long it would take. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we know using a, a collar, there's no doubt you're going to cut off supply to the yeah their oxygen yep and right. people people you we both watch ufc people get knocked out and then they come back yeah and they live i don't want to say that i would be better than most at 
applying a rear naked choke to a dog. That might be weird, but I feel like I would be better. Yeah, you would be better, but their heads and their necks, we have definite sort of areas to get under. I'm not yeah. sure dogs have We have to take same... their back first, right? Yeah, you'd have I to I mean, take you can't back. try to do a triangle choke. You get bit in the face. Yeah, it's it's very different. So you really got to use your arms and your hands. Okay, so that was one. Now, first you said one dog. Now we're talking Three multiple dogs. dogs. I mean, you're just out of luck, right? Yeah, you're just fighting for your life. You know, get out of there. Jump a fence. Uh, there was a if, fence there. If there's too. an aggress, if 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 there's one main aggressor, you subdue the main aggressor. Then you deal with the others. You know, you don't worry about the one on the side who's out there barking and doing a little lunging while this one's the problem. Take yeah. out the leader. Yeah. My, my wife had sent that to me and then I passed it over to you. How does that thing make you feel like seeing, I mean, it is disturbed. I mean, it's, it's better to listen with the sound it, off because when it, you hear it, you're like, Ugh. it doesn't make me feel, it makes me feel angry. <laughs> Actually. It doesn't make me feel like, Oh gosh, that could, that could happen to me. It could happen to anybody, mm -hmm. including me. But it makes me feel angry and sad for that woman. Mm -hmm. It really does. Was she perfect? Probably not. Doesn't matter. No one's perfect. Yeah, I mean, she's not trained to handle an attack with three dogs. Yeah, no one is. They don't teach out in school, I don't think. No. So it made me feel angry and sad for that poor woman. But we don't know the, we don't know the circumstances of it. Yeah, but there's not any... I mean, somebody owns those dogs, right? Cause there's three of them and they look a lot alike. So somebody probably liked the first one, got the second one, got the third one, I would imagine. And I, I don't know whether that gentleman that was with her, it was his dogs, yeah, there was a guy there. but he was trying to, he grabbed one, but that's a problem. He had a hold of one, but there was two more. Yes. So it's like how, even if he does get the second one now, there's, she's still one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. It's not a good situation. I've actually broken up t two dogs on one dog fight. And that was the exact problem. I went and I got one of them. They work together. So often like parents and kids or brothers and sisters, they'll, they'll work together really well. And those, those dogs look like related. Mm -hmm. Okay. These two dogs weren't related, related, but they were from the same household and they knew how to use, they knew how to, how to, how to both do this attack Tag on team this fighting? dog. Yeah. And so I would get one and then I look over and the other one's whooping the other dog. This is 12 years ago. And then I go, I got to get this dog out of here. We didn't have the fencing that we do at the facility now. So I'm running up with one dog, looking back and saying, the other one's whooping the dog. Yeah. I had to let the dog go that I had run over there and grab the guy getting his behind beat and pick him up and get him out. So of you there. carried the victim out? Yes. That's how I did it. Were they trying that. to bite on the way out or no? Yes. And I had to like run and kick. And just were you happy? Backwards. You probably weren't too happy. I could only imagine what you were acting like. That, that sucked. Happened. It was horrible. Yeah. That I've is... got some dog fight stories that are, you listen, you run a facility and you put dogs and knock on wood. It hasn't happened in many years, mm -hmm. but it seems um, like you've gotten better. Right. And it's like, course. you know how, you know how to, well, I think part of it, if you want to get into the technical part, you have the different methods that you have first, they're walking, the clients walking up to a gate. You're assessing the situation from there before you feel like you're comfortable. They don't meet Prince without yeah. going through a fence. Well, right? that's a private session. True. This was board and trains, but okay. yes, you had them all, but you've, you've 
Well, both, both, both processes have improved. Any advice that you would give where people have multiple dogs to prevent the dog fights like that? Maybe not a professional setting, but maybe they just have like four dogs. They live on a ranch. Yeah. Here's the deal, dude. You got to know if your dogs are capable of doing that. And deep down, everybody knows whether their dogs are capable of that deep down. I, I, I hesitate to say that because literally I had a client with me today and, or maybe yesterday. And I was like telling them, I'm like telling them about their dog and they're looking at me like, and I'm just like, I know this is kind of obvious. I feel like, and they're looking at me like they had no clue. <sighs> and I'm like, so, so I hesitate to say somebody knows, but I, most people know it's, 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 I think they're lying to themselves. They don't have the ability, you know, Oh, Johnny's a real good boy. You know, like, yeah. it's like, he is a tyrant and a bully. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you should see just the same way parents. I know this isn't a parent podcast, but like can't see that like their kid isn't the best soccer player in the world. You're like, yeah, he's good at soccer. He's not that good. Yeah. He's not going to even make the US team. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of what like, be honest called. with like your daughter is a great um, surfer top in the country, one of the top in the country. So it's okay to be like, wow, she's really good. It's not yes. like some someone going down to the cove and surfing waves like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. let me tell you about, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. So as I digress. So but. if your dog, if you're, if you think your dog has it in them, uh, you, you take steps. You can, you don't, that dog's never around. Yeah. People or random people or you. Yeah. There's you know. a violence or there's a violence that they have or a viciousness that, you're what you're picking up on. You're like, that is a nasty dog, right? Like, I mean, just I can see it in their eyes. Yeah. You can see it in certain dogs' eyes and the way the way they just when you approach them and they just stare directly at you and they don't give an F about you. Yeah. They're they have the hundred yard stare, huh? They're just like, Yeah. You're gonna take a piece out of it. And you. it's different. Even it's just it's a different look. And when you see that look, you're not going to offend it. No, you might offend people. It doesn't offend people. It doesn't matter. Hey, put your dog on a leash, bro. Yeah. Oh, he's nice. I don't care. <laughs> right? It's better than... He an, doesn't bite. It's better than an, an attack. Like, I mean, it's literally a million... What I just said, a million people say every day. Every oh, he's day. fine. He's and fine. trust your gut. Yeah. The, the worst bite I ever had, I, I did a whole video on it. You can still see the scars right there. Golden Retriever. I looked at the dog's eyes and I looked him for, and for a hundredth of a second, I said, I don't trust this dog. And then I went, oh, it's a golden retriever. Yeah. Oh, he's not here for, for human aggression. He's here for dog aggression. And I said, oh, and then I, I got over it. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember thinking it in the blink of an eye and then it went out of my head and I should have never done. That. And he basically, he came in and then he jumped and I had a leash and I, he got my hand and I pulled away. And so it didn't, I didn't even go to the doctor. And then he kept attacking me and I just held the leash like this. Um, but I knew it and trust, trust your gut. When you look in their eyes, trust, trust your gut. I also think they don't, you know, you don't necessarily know why they're there, right? You, you know what they tell you why they're there. That's absolutely true. And I do know that. Yeah. They go, Oh, 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 a little bit, a little bit of attack. You're like, what? Tell me what happened because I'm be around this dog. And there's two big triggers to unknowing. One is a new rescue. 
and two is e-collars has been used on high levels for dog aggression. Not not, not e-collars for recall, not e-collars for jumping a fence, not e-collars for stay. I I they are good for that stuff. I would use them if I felt like my methods weren't almost as good. For jumping a fence, e-collar is the best way. Don't let anybody ever tell you different. They are the single best way to do it. The force-free folks go build a build a cage that goes around your no, house. No, well, there's that. That's money, which is fine. Not everybody has money mm -hmm. to build a hair fence. Here's what they say. They go build a sand pit and bury stuff in there. And the dog's like, yeah, I'm jumping fences and yeah. humping and getting all this exercise. And it's the greatest thing. No, but just build a sand pit or build your fence higher. Um, ma'am, I don't have um um, money to build a fence grand. higher. Do you know how much fences are? Oh, they're expensive, Dude, especially for a big one. Go two foot higher with a fence. Uh, there's all these problems. So, or you get an e collar, they go up, they look to jump, you hit it, and they don't jump it anymore. No, yeah. but God forbid you don't do that. Yeah. And, but you're not even really generally talking about that. You're talking about oh, e collars yeah. is what we were talking about. And then, do you mind when the dog looks at another dog and you light him up on a high thing? They build this weird thing. Can happens. you back up a step for me? Yes. Because I know, uh, I know enough about e-collars to be dangerous, meaning I don't know much yeah. at all. And so can you give me the basic 30 second, we can get a little bit into your opinions on it, but like what, okay, goes around the neck. Yes. It has electric. Yes. Signal. Yes. Oh, bro. I don't know. I know very little about it We're other than get it's into this. Delayed. I mean, there's two prongs, two low prongs, and there's a current between them. So I used to say, and I don't because I don't in any way dislike the e-collar people but i'd say and this is where the e-collar people need to improve okay i okay. just said how much i like e-collars for things okay i said it was great for a lot of things and and no one will argue with me that turning up an e-collar on high and when a dog is aggressive already and it looks another dog and you light the dog up with the e-collar on high that a pavlovian response will often kick in and that aggression becomes sporadic and blah 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. No one's going to argue. I'm not saying anything that is not true, but the e-collar people need to chill a little bit and not be like the positive, the force free people in getting yeah. offended at every little yeah. thing. Don't make it a religion. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what they do. I go, I used to say shot collars and they go, it's not a shot collar. And I'd go on the comments and I'd go, uh, what is the uh, stimulus that, um, that happens? And they try to work around it. I, 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 I can call it an e-collar. I'm fine with it. I've changed because I the e-collar people are pretty cool, but it shocks the dog. Are we just acting like, are you guys just want to like act like that isn't what ha what's happening? Okay. Why are so we going to act like that? Have you just be truthful. If I was an e-collar person, hold on, please okay. get a little worked up. If I was an e-collar <laughs> person, I would sit down with a freaking client and I go, here's what happens. There is a, there is a current that goes in between here. It is an unpleasant feeling at different levels. We are going to, we are going to take the difficulty of the behavior. Your dog could jump a fence and get hit by a car. I am willing to go up pretty high to stop that from happening right now. And there will be no bad byproducts of it because there's no other dogs around. It's simply one behavior of jumping a fence or I need boundary training, right? With no, no fences. Okay, great. Use it. Or I need to stay. I need a, such a good recall. Okay, we're going to do it. Like, like I would fully do that. You don't, but you I would. don't, you but could. I would, but I feel like my methods are for those things almost as good without saying here, buy this product. 
So question for you. Could Prince stay on your property and not leave? Yeah. Without that? Of course. Okay. So you don't need one. No. It's boundary training. You want to know boundary training? You want to get into actual dog training? We can do that. Let's put that on a... On the, I want to dig into this real quick. I love my boundary training method. Let me dig I in. I love it. Okay, so my mom used to walk, and when she would walk, she would bring this little thing, and it had two little things on the end, and then there was like a little buzz that would go in between. It go. Yeah, it's the same thing. So yours, that's what it is. Yeah. So have you ever? I don't imagine that's you've ever worn works. one. You've never worn one, right? No, because I've you? never used one. Would you? Would you ever wear one? If I used one. Okay. Yeah, I so think that's, I would. That's, I, yeah, what, I mean, that's what trainers do too. They put it on the client. And they go, "Here's what it feels like." But how do they put it on the client at full blast? I doubt it. And most trainers, the good ones, they don't use it on full blast. They literally, it's a little attention getter, and then the recall happens. Or even low level for dog aggression, like just a little. Oh, I don't like that dog. Oh, but it's like low level. I have never said low level is bad. But in um, low level e-collar, there's like voltage and amperage, right? Yeah, different, yeah. different types of things, right? Oh, I don't uh, know. Watts. Voltage, amperage. I could get into that a little bit, mm. but I won't. Um, and let you guys could talk about it in the comments. I know we have some electrical engineers in there, but Andy, you people. ever seen? Yeah, we do. Have you ever seen Jurassic Park? Yes, number one, of course. There's like a kid climbing the fence, and he goes, "Shoot!" Uh, and he shoots yeah. off. Yeah. So, so fencing makes a lot of sense, right? Because the downsides of a dog getting out of the fence could yes. hurt someone else, or could be run over by a car. Were very real possibilities right yeah so that makes some sense yeah but what we are actually talking about is e-collars which is different than uh e-fences or i don't know what they're, well, they're both called. e-collars but when you hit a button one is an invisible fence oh okay so it's just it, it would strictly be if they're wearing it on a collar that would strictly be a radius thing right if you get they it's all a on wave. a collar but it's whether but if you get 50 yards from this location, it goes off, right? Or does it actually know how there's, close it is to the fence? There's invisible fence. Well, now there used to be even five, six years ago, you would bury a line. Oh, wow. And then there's an invisible line there, okay. right? And it beeps and then they go farther. Some dogs just run through it, right? And then nowadays, I think you can set up on your phone and you can just create where you want them GPS, to go. Yes. I'm sure. Which is so much better than it's, digging a freaking, burying a line. So so now I think you can just do it from I'm for it. I'm all for it. The other option, which I have and I like, and I think it's great, is uh, is more work. Oh, what you do? Yeah, which is training. Which is training. Non e collar training. If if I can't, no one can be a person that just goes. I'm going to vacillate. I was thinking about this this week. I'm going to vacillate between being the foremost expert, which you need to be to be a really good dog trainer, you need to be an expert in positive reinforcement operant conditioning. You need to be an expert in sort of the nuances of <laughs> you can't if hit the if table. You're going to be a dominance trainer. You need to be the nuances of dominance training, whatever that means. And then I'm going to be, I'm going to be all these things. Like I'm not going into the e-collar space. If it's going to give me 10% better results. Yeah. But those are better results, Joel. Yeah, but it takes, it's going to take years yeah, to learn. There's a learning curve, right? Like we have to ch- pick and choose. So I think your actual statement, the Beckman dog training official statement is, it depends. It depends on the use. It's a tool. Oh, for sure. You're not demonizing people that use them, but you also realize 
you should use your brain if you're going to use one and have some common sense. And but what you were and talking about good trainer. originally was about not lighting the dog up on full blast. And you're saying when you light the dog up, you're going to potentially have adverse consequences, especially if they're right by a dog, right? Another dog. Yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. A lot of board and trains do it and they don't tell if you want the e-collar stuff, go to Robert Cabral, go to, um, upstate Canaan, like go to, go to the guys who do it. Well, Robert Cabral does e-collars and so does upstate. I, I, I think so. I've seen them. I know upstate Canaan does. I know. I, upstate I, Canaan I shouldn't does. say Robert Cabral if I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't want to label him something he's not, yeah. but go to the, go to the, I feel like I've read stuff in the comments about that, that they're, they are. And yeah. And I think there's like plenty of love to go around with all the different various people and their different strategies. You found a strategy that works for you. And, um, and that's, you do the way you do it. Just, you, uh, you're not against e-callers. You just don't use them. You have found something that works for you, but you're also a big gentle leader guy, right? So that's yeah something that you're passionate about that other people may, may not be passionate about. Yeah. And like for the fence jumping thing, I'll be in a client's house when I used to go to client's houses and I'll be like, Hey, you should uh, call an e-caller trainer and do this. I mean, I could probably help you, but, but you know, but why, right? Let somebody else, let someone else do yeah. it. Like it's for fence jumping. I'm not talking invisible fences for fence jumping. It's the single best thing to do. It's like, they go, I just bought this, this performance Malinois. It's jumping the fence. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Why'd yeah. you buy the Malinois, man? Yeah. And I can say, listen, take the dog for more walks, uh, all good stuff. But at the end of the day, rehearsing, jumping, think about the behavior of jumping fence. And I don't want to stay on jumping fences yeah. the whole time, but the reinforcement is there. They learn the behavior and then they go, the greatest thing happened after that behavior. So why wouldn't they keep doing the behavior? Oh, build a thing in the ground. And yes, a moat. You make a moat like the way uh, castles had back in the day, a moat around your house. Yeah. A moat inside you. the fence where they can't, they're too deep to jump out of it. That's a good idea. It's not the worst idea in the world, actually, except you have to build a moat. If you have an extra million dollars lying around, it's not a, not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Coyote fencing. I've so, seen dogs jump. Do you know what those are? The rollers. Those so are expensive too. I didn't. Money's a thing. It matters. I didn't know. So um, we have friends that live in the eastern part of the city near you, near yeah. your facility rather. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, they have a certain area where their dogs These are. are. My friends. These are my friends. Oh, okay. But you know about them because they want your help with the dog training yeah, thing. Know, so yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and so part of their fenced in area is like coyote proof. It's also rattlesnake proof. They have rattlesnake fencing. How the heck do you, you bury it? Yeah. Yeah. It goes out huh. through the ground and into the fence. And so it, it has like a meshing that doesn't allow them to get in. And cool. then, but they're not as worried about that. I think it's just a precaution, but there is, yeah. it's major rattlesnake country there. The yeah. issue is um, the, the fences that they have are really high and it's because of the coyotes. And yeah. so I don't know if it's coyote fence as you're talking about it's just oh no. really high fence to prevent coyotes from getting in in any area yeah. you want to know what i'm talking about the rollers that you put on top of your fence because dogs rarely just totally jump a fence mm -hmm. they go up and then they use their body which you've seen in this malinois stuff of them jumping yeah and so if they hit a roller they roll back down they're called coyote rollers i have never seen this yeah imagine a imagine a rolling pin okay for dough it just yeah, but they're like that long and they're aluminum. Okay. So they're not like rolling a pizza dough. Yeah. Yeah. And they just sit all along your and fence. So they, as soon as they hit it, it just starts spinning yeah, on. Yeah, they flip back like inside. Yeah. Um is it too early to jump into our apology segment? Oh yeah, apologies. Because we I we've got a couple of them 
for this video already. We got yeah. a couple from last video. Oh, right. We still have to get. So I got to let the audience right. know you made a couple promises on our last podcast. Number four, you said you started to talk about breeders. We made a comment about Pennsylvania or we meaning you oh. made a comment about Pennsylvania, Ohio. You also even sadly brought the beautiful Amish community into it. <laughs> and then you also brought up the beautiful Amish community. You like that? That's good. We yeah. have a lot of Amish sponsors and so yeah. we have to be very nice to them. Okay. I think that the apology segment is best done um, out of context. Yeah. Yeah. So here's who I'm going to apologize to. Okay. Because I when you this. just list the apologies, it's like, who, how the hell did you get into that on a dog podcast? Okay. So we're going to apologize to the Amish community of Pennsylvania and Ohio. We're sorry. I'm sorry. We're so sorry that we said bad things about you. But because we're not stick sorry, around because we haven't even got really that deep in the segment. Yeah. So we'll apologize next week too. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, we're going to go more to it. Okay. I would like to apologize to vets. I think my wording was. But that's a po apology in advance again, because we're still going to cover oh. the Bosco story. That's the second thing oh, you promised. So I so, apologize to them again. But apologize in advance is fine. What else? Right. Europe. Bre breeders. Yeah. Oh, we, but breeders yeah. hard. We make pain. fun of Europe every single podcast. Yeah. That's, a, that's just a running apology to the continent of Europe. But we've gotten, a, I got a couple shout outs. So Romania, shout out to Romania. Shout out to Belgium and then a ton of shout outs from UK. These people are all in the comments yeah. saying, hey, Romania, we're here, right? So they're oh. saying go to Europe because th this whole thing came up because they want the world tour to start in Australia. Oh. And then the if you look at all the comments, there's so many Australian Did we say flags. anything bad about Australia? No. Oh, good. We love Australia. There's not the same beef though because the country didn't break off because of the taxation without representation thing. And so they're oh. American Australia, oh, like we friends. Have a beef with yeah, Europe. yeah. Oh right, right, right. But right. that doesn't mean we we don't world tour in Europe though. So and it doesn't mean we don't we don't um, say bad stuff about Australia. We're waiting for that. Yeah, we just have to come up with something. I can't think of anything good. Neither right can I. So we'll come back to that. So maybe there's nothing bad to say. So about we it. have to. Well, maybe not. I'm sure that. Well, no, I won't get into that. No, don't. don't <laughs> you know where I'm going with that? Okay. Yeah. So. Do you mind just doing a quick little rundown of, I don't want to get in the Bosco until later. The people that are really hardcore oh, fans. How Bosco Bills, died. Yeah, we'll get into that later because that's a heartfelt story. And okay. if people are really hardcore, they can listen to it. But okay. that's, that's going to be a hard one to listen to. Yeah. I might have to powder my nose and check myself um, out of the office here. Uh, next thing. Okay, so can can we talk about breeding? But then can we also talk a little bit about Amish, Pennsylvania, and Ohio? Because you basically stopped us cold in our tracks last week. All right. So can okay. you break it down, please? So, and yeah, people uh, people really asked about this. So here's what I'm going to say. It's not just about, it's not just about breeding. It is the one thing that I think is the biggest factor for picking a puppy. I didn't know it when I picked my first dog. The only reason I know this is because I've seen a correlation over the years of people bringing me a dog and me going, this dog's not right. And then me asking certain questions and then just over so many dogs, narrowing it down mm -hmm. to this one factor. Okay. And I'm just going to tell you the factor and we don't have to spend a ton of time on mm -hmm. it. You might say, well, what about the individual dog? Should you pick the one who's telling all the other puppies to get out of the food or the one in the corner or whatnot? I don't think that's all that complicated personally. I don't think you want the guy who's 
hogging on the food. I don't think you want the guy in the corner, although someone has to pick that guy. But if you're picking, you might as well pick the middle of the road, dude, right? But here's the factor. You need to pick a dog or you should pick a breeder that raises the dogs in their home. Not in an, a beautiful outdoor pen. Not in the garage is okay. It, there is something about, and I'm not talking about, oh, well, of course they shouldn't be exposed to the elements outside. I'm not even talking about that. You could have this beautiful outdoor pen in the backyard. It's not the same. There is something so big about these dogs in the house and hearing stomping of the house and hearing the phone ring. Smelling and the food. Smelling the food. Great point. I can't explain it. And I wouldn't think it's that big of a deal, but you'd be surprised. Half the people come to me go, yeah, I got them from Great Breeder, great reviews on Facebook. And then I go, or, or they say whatever. And then their dog's not right. At 12 weeks old, I'm like, this dog ain't right. And then I go, what, uh, where were they born? They go, oh, beautiful pen in the backyard. How many dogs? Oh, they had a bunch of dogs out there. That that little puppy heard barking constantly because mm -hmm. there are too many dogs and it just didn't hear the things it needs at this very important time in its life. It's the one number one factor. I would never buy a dog from a breeder if that dog was not raised in the breeder's home. Okay, so we're definitely going to hear about that in the comments. And that's fine. And I have a good comment for you about this exact topic. And so I think... You're saying home is where the heart is, right? So if you get dogs saying. in the house, you're just seeing a lot. This guy. And I'm not saying every dog this that's guy. raised in the backyard is a bad dog. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, yeah. I apologize. Not a guy. I believe it's a girl. And it's Cheryl Schaefer. This is really on point. It says, so much good stuff in this podcast. I wanted to add about the Pennsylvania, Ohio thing. We're talking about breeders. I'm from Long Island, New York. I can pretty much look at a dog I'm going to train and know if it came from Pennsylvania. The dogs Whoa. tend to be hyper, often a bit off center, short attention span. And occasionally when I ask about health issues, the owner will tell me about the money they spent at the vet because the dog had medical issues. They are not impossible to train, but it's always a challenge because I have to work harder to train the quirks out of them. Basically, she's a and trainer. So, yeah, it sounds like uh. it, but it's because of the Pennsylvania, Ohio thing that she's talking about. So I thought that was yeah. like, There's... they're just seeing a description of like, a yeah. bit off center. That's a weird places will have infrastructures for certain, uh, certain, um, industries. And I, I just think, I think it arose a little bit from the Amish and then it sort of spread out to sort of puppy mill ish. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we got going on. This lady said the whole state, I don't know if, I don't know, you know, there's just an infrastructure within that state of sort of, there's a dog selling infrastructure. Yeah. It sounds like, and I think it's, but I mean, you have to think too, not to throw anyone from Pennsylvania under the bus. Yeah. But if you think about there's it, there's good right, breeders there. Yeah. I'm sure there's the best breeders there. I think the issue is what percent uh, Why would I'm you like, say that? <laughs> I'm like, like what percentage of, of those dogs are being sold like across state lines. Right. Whereas like if you're running a puppy mill, you're pushing dogs probably everywhere. Right. Cause if you have, if you're doing a ton of dogs, you're going to have a ton of dogs. You're going to need to be going further and further out to sell all those dogs. Yeah. Or if you have like two or three dogs and you're in yeah. a normal kind of random suburban neighborhood, you probably just find a couple of people and sell them. So yeah. like if you are really truly running a, a puppy mill, you're going to have to ship them off everywhere. Probably. 
Yes. And that's why sure. these people can identify those dogs. Yeah. And never put your dog under a plane, like in the cargo, which Not good. used to happen a lot more. And now the rules have relaxed. And now I think most breeders uh, send the dog with a person or the breeder takes them on a plane or the person, the new owner comes, picks them up and they grew them on a plane because they're puppy and they're small and they can fit on the seat. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, when I started this thing, I was getting dogs all the time. They that were coming from different parts of the country, they would go in cargo, they would come out of the plane and they are a jacked up dog. They were like uh, they, shell-shocked or something. Bro, think how loud. I've never heard of this before. Oh, it was a thing, especially many years ago. I remember a lady got her dog from Turkey, got a um, French bulldog from Turkey. I think they have a lot of French bulldogs over there. It makes sense. It's close to France. And the dog was jacked up. Yeah. Like, bro, you get, you this get off is the, great. You know how loud it is under a plane. Just You're like a little that. baby. Just imagine like the greatest French bulldog ever created. And then you just put on this plane. It just, it just like, comes what, out. What happened to this jacked dog? Up. Two days of in, in, intense assault on their senses when their brain can in no way interpret what is going on. So does Prince like fly private? Or like what's his deal? Yes. Okay. Yes. What how do you even fly a dog as big as Prince? What you do buy you buy him do? a seat, I think. Are you serious? Where's he gonna go? I can barely afford Where's to he gonna buy go? myself a seat. Where's he gonna go? I would never in a zillion years put Prince under a plane. When you're a kid, I don't even know if he'd fit on a seat. He'd have to like sit on the seat. The he'd whole need time. like two seats because he's. I mean, if you include his yeah, nose, you'd need like three seats. Like a human. No, I, I, mean, has I don't to know sit what I would sideways. do. Sideways, I would drive. But they could. He could sit underneath you guys, but not on the seat. But I mean, you have to be resting your feet on him. That would be bad. Us. Yeah, he would need a seat or two, and then it's like. You yeah. know, when your kids turn two and then you're like, oh, great. Now we have to buy them a seat. Like it's rough. Oh, yeah, I know. And then you're like, oh, hey, Prince. I actually don't mind it. Well, would you bring Prince to Australia? I feel like we're really going to Australia. If this is could, turning into a thing. See, here's here's the problem. Here's the problem. I think about this a lot. Yeah, if I had to get Prince to Australia, I'd figure out a way, I suppose. What if what if he had a bit of diarrhea that day? Just randomly on the plane, on the plane. It's a serious question. You probably he don't. diarrhea's in the plane. I mean, are you gonna like feed it carnes out of burritos before? No. The night Prince before? has Prince has. We gave him some steak. Prince has diarrhea right now. Hmm. What Dogs get diarrhea. Did you put in it? Yeah, there was some seasoning. <laughs> Traeger Salt. rub. Salt's good. Traeger rub. Salt and garlic and pep and a little bit of pepper. Montreal steaks. And we gave him like a little bit of ends of it. And he has diarrhea. What Someone's going to be in the comments like, you torture your dog. Garlic. Garlic, probably not good. I mean, garlic, maybe, garlic but not garlic good. powder or garlic like yeah. mechanized. Salt's good. Chunks. Um, So you don't like it. Would you fly him to Australia? No. Huh? If I had to, if I was moving there. No, but if you were doing a tour, you just go no. solo. You no. just grab a dog out of the audience, right? Yeah, I'm not flying on 20 hours on the plane. I could barely make that flight myself. I was yeah, thinking you got to go into it seems mean. You got to go into Hawaii, right? And then because we're coming from San Diego, so we'll go into yeah. Hawaii and then we'll hit the east part of Australia, like Sydney-ish, and yeah. kind of make our way around. And then we have to go to Perth. I had a vision of us in Perth. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's a big trip. That's like the so other Perth side of the country. 
of the country of Australia, a country we're not even in. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty, um, pretty heavy. couple things too, before, because I want to get into the, uh, Prince story too, but do you have any other things on breeders? We don't want to create too much damage here, but I mean, I, I think your point is well taken about in the home. Take it in the home. Okay. You good with, you good with that? Are yeah. You good to stop there? Okay. That was my one thing. There's other things. I don't want to talk at length about, about, um, uh, the parents. Okay. Um, uh, fear can be genetic. Aggression is not genetic. Fear can be passed down through the parents. I would recommend trying to meet at least one of the parents, try to meet both parents, hmm. but at least one, uh, they often get good breeders, get sperm from other places. Like you can't always meet the parents. And here's the thing too. You shouldn't like trust, just trust your breeder. You shouldn't just trust your doctor. You shouldn't just trust your dog trainer. Like, it's all the time we have, folks. You shouldn't. You know that, right? So I this is time. You just in, trust your doctor. I, I don't really have a doctor. Yeah, I've been I don't a doctor really like 15 years. So I don't know. But like um, they so I trust them. Yeah. They uh I, knew his name. I don't I'm not sure that well, your well being is so <laughs> before we get into too much um okay. Alter alternative lifestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. uh stuff. Yeah. Okay. I want to touch on the breeding stuff real quick. Um, I want to transition it from breeding. And then we had people that absolutely love the idea of Prince having a Puppies. purebred Doberman. Yeah. Let me break down these three categories and then you can kind of okay, opine. Go ahead, go ahead. Maybe it might be four. I have to figure it out. So uh, I'll just r r like rattle them off real quick. We've got Prince is, out. Prince is going to have a baby. So uh, a puppy, not a baby, but he's going to have a puppy. The question is, is puppies. it a puppies, but we're going to, you're, we meaning you going to adopt the, the male puppy. I don't know I if adopting him is the word. I know I'm correcting you a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're this is keep very, one. this is very important. So you're going to keep one of them more than one. Um, either way. Right. So it's either a Doberman with a probably large Doberman female. female. Yeah. Um, it could be a, the other idea was the Cane Corso. That was with, your idea. That was my idea. But there was some love. There was, somebody said. Uh, in the comments. A, yeah, in the comments from last week. What was it? A Borbelman. Oh, yeah. I like, I saw that. That was funny. And Borbelman's then there was another funny. one. What They said it was like Boss Bowl for like oh, Bosco and like, oh. Borbel, I think is what they were trying to say. Huh. Um, that's the yeah. other one. Someone else said, sh uh, go to a shelter. To get, just a get a dog yeah, yeah just I get a dog that. randomly but they're like don't breed oh yeah why why buy when well shelter animals die is true. I think what they were trying to say yeah no good point Fair why point. have children <laughs> i know when well, there's, there's kids that. who need homes don't have children you're a horrible person dude don't yeah. have children so and then what there's one more idea right well, that would be um there's a counter argument to all dumb arguments by the way true a very basic counter argument to all of it go ahead sorry so is there any other things about i think it was like there's a few people that are just like upset about the fact that you're going to be having prince have one i don't what? know what yeah i thought i was like i didn't want to screenshot it because i just didn't want to go down that road oh. but so let's start Why with would they be mad? the doberman oh because breeding the doberman doberman percentage yeah. chance how likely is that the end game for prince and prince's puppy 95%. Okay. So we should probably move on quickly from the Connie Corso. That it's going to have. Oh, 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 compared to the other two. Yeah. Or any other. Oh, I, and yeah, again, 95, 95% chance it happens that he 
we have puppies. 95% it's with a Doberman. The Doberman, okay. Just another Doberman. So I'd like to ask you, and then I guess, yeah, so the Conde Corsa thing's not looking promising. The shelter no. thing's not looking promising. You also have a here uh, history of Dobermans, right? So that's kind of like your trademark in a way. Yeah. So that's fine. So, okay. That's fine. So if you have a, uh, so if it's a Doberman, um, there is a lot of comments and the breeders are seem very protective of themselves or there's breeders in the comments. I think so. But oh. they're just like, Hey, don't talk bad about breeders. And they're like, there's oh. some really wonderful breeders. And then someone actually said that there's breeders in Canada, but I want to be clear to the audience that might be able to help Joel here today mm. is, are you, if you're watching this right now as a breeder, do you have a, not even if you're a breeder, oh, go if ahead. you have okay. a female oh. Doberman over 65 pounds over 65 pounds i mean females what do females weigh yeah go ahead 65 go ahead. pounds is there a certain age i mean i mean how old be like super old i don't know i care the puppies i don't know okay we're not worried about the age no so, but if you live in san diego county and you yes. fit that bill yeah reach out or first go in the comments and then right in the comments. uh joel will track you down or however that works so uh, yeah, someone will, someone will, yeah. we'll check out the comments. So, um, yeah, I think that's a call. I won't spend any more time on the borable. Some people were totally, um, anti dumbfounded that that would even be and there. There's, there's so much pride in this, like the breeding oh. and they're right. very offended that you would just take this amazing lineage and then just like jump off of it. It's actually a good point, but you didn't, you didn't know that. Yeah, but I have such a good. I just had kind of a reaction, that. like, like, I mean, it's kind of a good point. I have such a good comment, but that's about people that. want. There's people. Half the population wants, not half, but much of the population wants no breed. Much of the population wants to keep these lines. It just depends who you are. I got the comment. I Great, found it. Let's hear it. Okay, Mike Lazur, who com comments quite a bit. I see a couple of his comments. Uh, he hits a nail on the head here. If you look at the pure breeds with endless genetic problems and physical deformities written into the breed standards, breeders deserve to be made uncomfortable. Oh, I like anyone who says anyone deserve, to deserves, everyone does deserve to be uncomfortable. I, if someone was like a lot of dog trainers are, are, are not great. I, I would agree just because mm -hmm. I'm a dog trainer doesn't mean like I I'm like, no, that's not true. We are all in this tribe and they're all great. So yes, I believe they, yeah. I, yeah. everyone deserves to be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So I thought, I thought that was a good, um, the industry you're in deserves to be a little uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about what industry I'm just I'm saying <laughs> I'm trying to turn a new leaf into the YouTube world, which is my passion. Um, but no, I I'm the first to attack my own industry. So, um, they probably think it's some like crazy industry and they're like, but, uh, in a way it kind of is, but not really. really. Uh, society doesn't think it is. Um, society loves it, but um, oh, and then someone also was asking about a Roddy. They're like, he loves Roddies. That was his number two dog. Would you not go Doberman Roddy mix? It would. People would just be confused. They'd be like, They'd "What be dog like, is, is that? that? A Doberman or Roddy?" Like, I can see. Okay, it's they're too similar. Those dogs are essentially they're pretty darn close. The um, like really close. So. It would look like a small, a thinner Roddy or a differently built Doberman. It would, it would be odd. It wouldn't be odd. It would just, 
I would, I wouldn't like that. It's just not going to happen. Let's no, focus no. on what will happen, which is the Doberman right. and Doberman. So let's just go with that. You got Dobermans, uh, and there was a bunch of comments that were like, "Joel's gonna be hit up in the DMs with all these <laughs> Doberman female dogs." Uh, yeah, for sure, I don't even know that Dobermans know how to use Instagram like that. That's weird. No, it's interesting. Oh. Um, so, a couple things, uh, real quick housekeeping. Uh, we're hoping by next week this podcast will be on multiple platforms. Mm. So, to all the people that have been requesting Apple Music, Spotify, etc. Uh, looking for that continue to be uh, that'll be audio only and if you want to watch the whole youtube on video that would be here on youtube and so do you mind jumping kind of i hate to do this to you it's sunny day uh but i want to hear about bosco how bosco died yeah about how bosco died and then yeah just like any there's any like lessons or okay stuff from that okay we i i guess i can make this five to 10 minutes. It might be 20 minutes. It might be two minutes. My first Doberman, a red Doby Bosco, an amazing, amazing dog. Okay. He died at 11, 10, right around there. We started to notice some back leg issues with him. Okay. We took him to, I won't say the name, to the best like surgery play they have they have specialists dog specialists not every vet is a specialist obviously right they have dermatology specialists and surgeons and they have mental whatever those people are called brain brain specialists just like people neurologists they have all those things for dogs and they're the best my clients say they're the best Mm -hmm. so i go there and i'm like okay you know he's had this problem and they go uh First they go, well, we think it might be neurological. So I make a point with a neurological person there and they watch him walk and they go, yeah. And this is many years ago. So I'm trying to remember. And they go, and yeah. It's about like 07 to 17 or 07 to 18 is when he was alive. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And so then, then they kind of go, yeah, we're not really sure it's neurological. And I go, okay, which is a fine answer, mm-hmm. right? A fine answer. Take him home. Seems to get a little better. They don't give him anything. Seems a little better. We go back and they go, it might be his ACL. And I go, okay. And then they go, okay, it's going to be like some crazy amount for a test. And then they were ready to like wheel him back for ACL surgery, like ready to roll with it. And I go right before he's getting wheeled back. They're kind of convinced me it's the ACL right before I go, well, let's, let's, hold up here for a minute. I, we're not convinced. I'm not convinced. You're not convinced. How do they, yeah, they don't even know themselves. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Like I didn't write this down in a journal. I'm just going off memory. I remember going, hold on for a sec. I bring him back. It's kind of up and down, but we know it's not neurological. We know it's not ACL, which are both things, especially ACL. A lot of big dogs tear their ACLs. Mm -hmm. So then give it some time. We're doing acupuncture with him, just trying things, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have any diagnosis. He, you've seen my office and you know how I have two doors, right? That's a barn door system where the top opens. Yeah. And both my dogs, when I'm in the office and they're out with the dogs and they want to come in, they jump on that door. I see them and I open the door. Mm-hmm. It's fine method. I don't care if they jump on that barn door. It's barn door. It's meant for dogs to jump on. And he jumps on it. Then I just, and this is where it gets really rough. 
I see him just collapse. I go out there and he's looking at me and I go, this is horrible. I just can tell by the look in his eyes how bad it was. I rush him to the same place. I'm not like sour on the place yet because I still don't write the vet clinic. I rush him in there and they go, he has a complete, complete snap of his leg. The bone just snapped. Upper, upper part. Yeah. Like it's femur. Just, like, like up here, like up by the hip. It just, the thing just snapped in half. And they say, and it's due to bone cancer throughout his body. Now, I was still in shock and it took me, it took me like almost months to kind of put this all together. How did they know? Did they test they, it? They tested it once he came in. Okay. Why didn't that get tested at some other point would be my, one of my big questions and one of my big problems with this. So they probably didn't take a blood test at all, probably. Or they it, just, cause well, I don't so know. They started ACL. They're like, Hey, we think he has a bad ACL. It's like, okay. Well, then why take a blood test? Okay. Yeah. Then we're going to do a friggin' we're going to neurological. Why take a blood? Like, I don't know. And listen, medical people are fallible just like everybody else. I still, I still get it. I'm not mad about it. I get it. But like, don't make my mistakes. And there's still one other. The biggest problem I have is still to come. And that's what I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Unless you have any more questions about that. Well, but yeah. So, I mean, they were trying to do ACL surgery and then it's like, well, hold on. And then yeah, they're about to do surgery, which probably wasn't. Well, wasn't, it, wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been needed because he had bone cancer. Not, he had bone cancer. Yeah. A lot of it. Now, what what is bone cancer caused from? You know, I mean, let's get into that next. Let's get after you get what into is cancer caused from. Yeah. Okay. So the worst part of it is honestly the coming up, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get that people are fallible. I get it. I don't know if the best place in San Diego County should be missing bone cancer throughout a dog's body. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And did I did I ask the right questions? Was I, you know, uh, I've never claimed to be, you know. Yeah. I, I, there's behavioral stuff I know a lot about, but actual vet stuff, I don't. Okay. So he's now got a broken leg. I'm at the vet by myself. My family is not there. He can't move. He goes, the doctor comes in. He doesn't know who I am. I'm not a big wig. I'm still not a big wig, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, so he's got bone cancer throughout his body, blah, blah, blah. It's really bad. He's, he's going to need to get put down. And I go, okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I can tell that yeah, I know the deal. Obvious, Dog right? can't poop. I, I know the deal. Yeah. And he goes, okay, so I, I suggest we take him back right now and we, and we put him down. And I go, yeah, I'm like, uh, we have some that can put him down at our house. And he goes, no, well, yeah, no, but I, I really highly suggest you take him. We take him in the back right now and we put him down. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Had they already what? administered like drug? drugs to him maybe probably. some painkillers painkillers probably i and, imagine and, they would right? yeah and i'm like i'm like yeah i get what you want i get what you want um that's not what what we're gonna do and i didn't even say that bluntly i was still kind of in shock mm -hmm. a little bit from the whole deal and i'm like we have someone that we can go home and my family can see him and and he doesn't need to be on a steel gurney with a bunch of people he doesn't know for a dog that has been was our first child and we love this dog more than anything. I'm not going to give him to you to be rolled to the back around people he doesn't know when I have a better option. And Did that you feel like he was trying to like, like just put pressure on you to just do it. That's exactly what he was trying to do. And I'm not saying it's for money. I'm saying it because vets just like me 
we have dealt with people who are going to leave and not do what we say to do. But I looked at him in the, I didn't say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I said, Hey man, I go, I get it. We have somebody where we can be, this can be done in our home where he's lived his entire life with the yeah. people he loves around him in his own bed and getting a last meal and getting all these. And, 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 and he's like at the end and he's just like, I mean, I've dealt with doctors in my yeah. life that are just like this. They're like, bullish. and you're like, yeah. And you're yeah. like, bro, I like, I, I don't know who this works on. Yeah, I know. It's like the used car salesman. That's like tries yeah. to pressure you into doing something and you're like, yeah. bro, I'm not going to do that because you tell me to. Yeah. Like, like, and I go, hey, man, I'm, I'm kind of in this world a little bit. Like I get what you're saying. Um, but we're going to, and he was like kind of mad about it. Do you think like the Beckman militia is going to back down? We I don't think so. We can't use that name. You don't get it. I don't like, like I don't like Beckman militia. militia anymore, which is a whole nother story. I love it after that. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's not be so anyway. Distracted by so that. that's, that's the, uh, that's the story. So do you mind getting into the I last, don't like bedside manner or no? The I think I it? have okay bedside manner for like, like dog training. Like, and I think it's important. Do you think, do you care about getting into the last bit of his life or no? Sure. So oh, like the last, the so next like, few hours. yeah. Yeah. So basically you did take him back oh, to yeah. the house, to the facility now, but it used yeah. to be the house, right? Yeah. Um, and so you had your person come up and like, obviously like, yeah, he had, he had some hours to be with the family and Carly who you see on she around videos. back then. Yeah. Oh, wow, man. She came in and he Bosco was just kind of like, he wasn't really in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. I think we had stuff for him and they gave him stuff, but he was just kind of like chilling. He couldn't get up. Yeah. Couldn't stand up. Can't poop. Like it's bound to happen where he needs to be put down mm -hmm. within a day. Yeah. I, I clock's ticking. Yeah. yeah. So Carly comes in and he, his, tail just started going and i'll never forget my employee carly for that yeah that's a really cool like i was like he wasn't even like that happy for there us. was a guy who you know his name is howard uh, i know howard and i don't know if you remember when he had put his he had to put his dog down but he was like some type of medical doctor and so i don't I know was. how he gave his, his own stuff i don't know if he administered himself i think he did because he has some experience with that i don't think that's legal but um <laughs> anyways he did it and then he was like, they gave him like sausages and all this stuff, like his favorite foods. Oh, that's and then did. they kind of like stuck them in the butt that's with what we it. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. No, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm such a junk food junkie. Like, oh, yeah. if I had to be put out of my misery, I'd be like, hey, let me just eat some like um, some ice cream and then just <laughs> yeah. hit me with it, you know? Yeah. So they, they, they give like, it's almost like a sleeping, uh, a lot of sleeping medicine. So, and they go to sleep well forever. I feel like a total a hole for asking this, but I feel like it's a dog program. And so, like, yeah, like, but then you have now you have, you know, he eventually dies. And then you're like, what do you do then? Well, bro, you mean without a dog or directly after? No, I mean, like, with the dog, bro. So, there's companies now that come to your house and they take your dog away with them. That is what my listeners should do. Do not do what I did. What did you do? The lady who administered it was the lady who gave him acupuncture. She was not a dog, like take them away person. She was like kind That's of- That's like a legal thing probably, right? A legal thing? Like you have to have some type of like disposal, disposal oh, okay. credentials. Yeah, probably. yeah, 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 probably. So what I did and I cried the whole time. It was horrible. I picked his body up. And I put it in the car and I took him to the vet to be cremated. 
don't do that. Please. Too much. It's weird. It's too sort much. of the, there's this life. I had never felt a dead body. Shit's getting so intense. Bro, dude. bro, it was so weird because he felt lighter. No, he no. felt he wasn't alive. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, and this Bosco, watch the videos. Go back. Maybe we can link. No, we won't link one. Go back and watch a Bosco video. This dog was full of life and yeah. and and passion. And like he was just, it was not. He's larger it was, than life. It was gone. Yeah. And I, it was so weird to hold him like that. I just don't think anyone should do that. Well, I, and unless you want to feel something, unless you're like a person who never feels anything. Yeah. I don't think you should bury, like, I think there's two sides. There's like being, um, like there's the burying your head in the sand, but then there's also like, you don't take unnecessary steps to like cause yourself grief yes, for yes. instance. And so, it was, it was the hardest part of it. So like, this is a little too personal, but like, I remember I was like 16 when my grandma died. Right. And my mom, you know, they have like open caskets and like Catholicism oh, and stuff. Yeah. And my mom was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go up there. I don't want to see my mom like that. I get it. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to do it. I've, I've never even seen something yeah. like that before. So I was like, I would not even know if I've been to a funeral like that. So I yeah, went yeah. and I did it. And I, I mean, I could see it right now. Like I'll never, I would never do that again because I remember her as someone who was like, you're saying like, was like the one who was, would play with you when you're sick. And then it's like all your last memory is of them when they're gone. It's like, who the F wants that as your last memory. And then it was same as like carrying Bosco out is like, bro, can I make this even worse? (laughs) And like horrible podcast is toast, bro. Why not now go and pick her up? Oh geez. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? It's like next level of yeah. of of not goodness. What about animals? So I don't know if you've seen like mountain lions and stuff, they lose a cub and it's like they sound like they're like crying about it. Like yeah, certain must, animals have a way worse. Time they must that. have pretty deep connections. They do. Elephants that. Elephants have a real problem with like that. real bright animals. Killer whales right? have a real problem with that. Real smart, social too. Social, you must social be, animals. as an animal. Here's like, the thing about to understand animals, that, right? They get they do they do get over things quicker. The, the the wild. One of the themes of this podcast is the wild is brutal. Yeah. And you, if when you deal with stuff like that with every season or every deal with 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 things dying, you you tend to forget things quicker. So they do. Yeah, so maybe not elephants, maybe not so, killer whales, maybe not chimpanzees. Can you give a recommendation? But like a mountain lion. You so you like are if it's done legally, and obviously check with your disposal situation. But if in a perfect scenario, if it's not an emergency situation, bring them home, have it done, administered if you can afford it, and then have it have a separate company or whoever if they do that as well, have them take the dog once it happens and. You kind of just would, go to that's that's what I think. Leave, yeah. Imagine your dog, the difference between being wheeled in the back of a vet clinic and your forget it from your perspective. From your perspective, it might be easier yeah. to say bye and let them wheel him back. Mm-hmm. From your dog's perspective, yeah. I would rather go home and have the people around me, me as I close my eyes, yeah, see them. I think so. You ha- you're going to take that L because you're like I'd rather be you more take English the L yeah. as the person. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Yeah, no, I think that's a good advice. I think like and other people feel that. So there's companies that come to your house now. Yeah. Everyone knows that. I mean, don't you think like 
back in the day, I feel like I don't even know where we, where my dogs went. Like, I mean, this is 1980s you know. of Poway, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, now everyone knows where we live, but, uh, <laughs> where I live, but, uh, we'll have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I had multiple people come out from really far away. My last two sessions and they stay yeah. in Poway and oh, no wow. one calls it Poway. 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 Yeah. Isn't that funny? Supposedly no it's a it right. Native American, um, it's a Native American word. Sorry. Go um, ahead. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I could, don't give me sorry. I could go off. On you don't know where your dog forever, but, but so we didn't live on a big, you should plot. ask your dad. We don't live on a big plot. I will. After this is over, I'm yeah. gonna call him. But like my dad was a construction worker. He had to shovel asphalt. Like to think he dug a hole and buried it in the backyard is not outside the realm of possibilities. Like there yeah. was no, but there was no company you call back then other than, but yeah. like there wasn't like the whole, but like the vets were around who do it. Yeah, but I think I think it depends on if it died at the vet. Like we had two Dobermans, which is funny. I've told you this a bunch of time. Heather and Rufus, they just on this street out here, they both got run over the same day. Uh by different cars. Because they got out of the back fence. Oh, both of them. Yeah. And I guess they, those guys can jump pretty high, huh? Dobermans? Yeah. Sort of. It's a wood fence. I mean, it yeah. wasn't yeah. I mean, they got yeah. out. Yeah. Got so out. that's a shame. So, anyways, yeah. um, but so I don't know. That's a long time ago. But I'm just saying, um, yeah. Luckily, I didn't have that. Um, we have a lot of deaths from this is getting like deep, deep uh, episode. Uh, we have a lot of deaths because we had a lot of cats. So we had uh, a golden retriever for a long time. When I was a sophomore. Uh, it died, and that was kind of hard because it was my whole life we had that dog. But the the um, cats, we had a lot of cats. In it was a dirt road. There's like plenty of. Um, you know, cats just kind of roll around or whatever. But um, he, there was two ways a cat could go. It's either in six months, it gets eaten by a coyote or it yep. lives for 15 years. I agree with that. <laughs> Bro, our neighbor has a cat and <laughs> I see this cat. There's like all these problems. You guys have seen it in the videos that when you're facing towards what we call the pasture, there's that fence that's the other property and it goes around. There's coyotes that fully live in that tree line down there. Because it's like a little watershed area, mm -hmm. and but there's usually not water in there. They live down there. You hear them. That cat of our neighbors is just cruising right along the tree line. Like, not afraid. Just cruising. The guy's lived for so many years. How? How? It's one thing if he's like around the house. It's another thing. He's literally a hundred yards from his own home, on a tree line, and the guy just but he lives has forever. like wild instincts and awareness, probably. Yeah, whereas you know? other cats are just like. Dur, dur, dur. Well, I think they're like too nice. Like some of them are too nice, or they don't understand the wild, or. Maybe they were indoors too long and they went out. But I can tell you as someone who has one indoor two or two indoor, one outdoor cat, this outdoor one that used to be indoor for seven years is thriving outside, loves it. And the other two, well, one's a part bangle, guarantee you would crush it outside. Cause I know one was they're both shelter or and yeah. uh, long story short, the the one that's inside is so skittish and so afraid of everything, there's no way a coyote would get it. It's if it's not a coyote a thousand miles away, it would take off. Like, yeah, but that's how you need to be. I mean, coyotes are masterful predators. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's Can a you shame. explain to me the real argument for indoor cats? The, the, re yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know who the breeder was, who is actually near your facility where I, I got the, um, the bangle, just coyotes? the bangle hybrid. No, 
or is it just like oh they're gonna this dot or this there's gonna be was... no more birds in this world if cats are left outside i don't know 20, no no cats were indoors 20 years ago and there were plenty of birds 20 years ago the cat i don't get it was 800 dollars because it's a bengal it's a fourth generation from an asian leopard cat okay so that's one reason right oh well forget the money like the 800 bucks the cats? other one savannah's were 1600 that lady was selling yeah. 1600 bucks. Oh, my so car was 2100 when I started driving. Yeah. It's a lot. But what's going to happen? You could get killed by a coyote. In Poway, yeah. So that's the argument for keeping cats inside. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I Then you got to give them you what? Have people advantage and stuff. crazy about keeping cats inside, and I don't understand. I it. want like 60 of them. Yeah. I don't understand why we're keeping cats inside like this. The same must people be from Oregon. who are like, let every animal out of a zoo and it's torture are like, keep your cats inside. And I'm like, oh, so I don't get it. Oh, I see you. I see what you're dropping here. There's a little bit of uh, inconsistency in the thought process. Yeah, there's a lot of. Yes, this is just one of the many inconsistencies. Those people are the also let them all free people. And then they're like, keep cats inside. And I'm like, these two things do not line up. I wonder if they declaw them because they scratch your couches too. I don't know. Maybe we're being too mean to them. Um, so yeah, so that's good. But no, I, I do. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe just let them outside. Maybe after this podcast, we'll I just think. let them outside. They do go outside, but not like stay outside. They just go, Hey, and then they just run inside, oh, but, that's good. but they're curious of it. And, um, yeah, the only reason we even have the other one outside is because um, it has problems with controlling its bowels. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a good situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I think that was, um, so I think that was a good public service announcement with um, all of those Bosco. things. Yeah. Right. So how, before we close that door. Ask more questions. I didn't ask enough questions. So Bosco. Hey, could it have been this? Hey, should we do this test? Yeah. Um. So I don't want to have you compare like kids, like who's your favorite kid type of situation, but like yeah. you must have been, Bosco must have been like the love of your life at that point, right? Yes. I, mean, I get, I know that, you love Prince, but I'm just saying. That's why you've never heard me say in a video. I don't think you've ever heard me say, and you'll hear other dog trainers say, your dog's like, I don't think you've heard me say your dog's not your kid. Like I've said things around that, but I kind of stay away from saying that in a way, because if you don't have kids, then it's you literally serious. think your dog is your kid. Yeah. Like you, that's the most love you've ever experienced. And for 90% of the people who don't have kids, they love their parents. They love their husbands or, you know, and they love, they love their dog more than their parents probably. And they're probably not wrong to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's a different kind of love. Right. Yeah. But, but. My point is I kind of try to not say that because I, if you, if you, so we, when we had Bosco, we went to big bear, <laughs> we went to big bear and we had him in like two sweatshirts and booties. And then like 10 minutes into it, he was just like sweating. They don't like, sweat. And it took it all off and he was as happy as could be like that. I remember those things and remembering like how, how we were with him before we had kids. And it was like way too much. Like he needed none of it. He had booties on. But you remember. And he wasn't really in snow. It was just kind of cold. At that time, earlier in the podcast, you said he was like our baby. Yeah. You said that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Joel said that. We had no kids. Yeah. So you didn't. We didn't so understand the concept. Bosco was before your oldest, huh? 
Yes. By how much? Like a year? Two, probably. Oh, okay. So yeah. So he was everything. But maybe a year. did you ever have another dog that you like? I mean, you had you trained dogs and you had dogs as a, growing up and stuff. But did you ever have a dog that you loved the way you loved Bosco? Prince, but that's it. No, not growing up. Yeah. So nothing like that. But nothing Prince, close. You love Prince in a different way, right? I love Prince. I'm a different person. I had a, a Zoom session with a client today and we were talking about like, but people talk about it all the time. They go, yeah, 20 years ago. And I'm like, bro, you were single guy cruising yeah. around with your dog. Like, your do you know, you were like a great trainer back then. Now you got three kids. Yeah. I'm like, it's a totally different deal. It's another world. Yeah. So, so what was your question? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so I was a different guy. Okay, no, no, Bosco, it was more about comparing. I was a different. Yeah. I was a different guy. Yeah, you're just a, you're in a different stage of your life, right? But yeah. so, the, so you're saying like your Prince connection is like on par with that of Bosco now. Yes, but you're just yeah, it's just a different thing. It's different. Yeah, it's... you were at a different time in your life, and also you probably were going different places because you used to take Bosco places. Prince ha is not as fortunate as Bosco was in that. Bosco went to every single one of my sessions. Yeah. And I went to many hundreds. And Prince mostly has them brought to him. They're all brought to him. Yeah. Uh, but he still gets to go to your house and hang. Yeah. Goes so, to the house, goes, goes places. Yeah. But he it's goes not to like, work like you do. It's not, he kind of goes to work. He has a commute. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like Bosco. So it's funny. I had this prepped. Um, I have some prep stuff I do to make sure that we're covering important topics, yeah. right? As you know. Um, obviously, you're sitting here with me. Uh, you know, look what I wrote there. Connections with dogs or other animals. Why do some pets seem to bond so closely with some family members? Yeah. That right. wasn't a question. That was just my thought. And I was like, why is it that like a dog or a cat, it's like it loves this person so much. And then it's like the husband, it's like, don't care about that guy. It's like it might not. It's like he's not there. Have Could you ever be, thought about this? Yeah, I think about it. Not a lot. But every Not once in a while. Day. So they will often I sit in the office and that dog just sits by that person. And then I sort of comment on the relationship between the and sometimes it's uh, the disciplinarian. The dog loves mm. the disciplinarian. The dog loves the person that feeds them. The dog loves the person that walks them. If they, the dogs choose different things, there's just probably a vibe thing and an energy thing and an aura thing. Killer whales, one of my one of my um, managers, he was like, whatever whales you work with, because when you start there, you work with one, then you've been there a lot where you were two. And then if when you're a manager, you work with all the whales and there's a bunch of them. He goes, touch, touch the whale differently than any other trainer. Let mm. them know this is like your special, like you touch them on the rostrum like this. And then they, they sort of know that that's you and it's a visceral reaction. Yeah. So, you're, you're differentiating yourself. Yeah. It's funny. There is, and they a, see you differently, but touch not that this is, Beckman cat training, but like, uh, I did have a cat that got attacked by a Cody. His name was, uh, Caesar, but we called him Scarface because mm -hmm. he got attacked by a Cody. But I remember when he got attacked, his face was bloody and stuff mm -hmm. like that brought him in the house. Probably one of the reasons we started keeping him in the house is, uh, I got down on the ground with him and I was like petting him, but I was like bonding with him that night. And it was yeah. like 11 o'clock at night. I was like, Jalen is on or something. And I'm like sitting there really bonding with him. That cat was never the same. It was like my cat. Like yeah, it really one moment. Yeah. Like it knew like, uh, it's like a protector thing. Maybe like, Hey, you know, it's okay. Like it was a true bonding moment. I'm sure people have had this with their own dogs and stuff yeah. and cats and whatever. Um, but it's interesting that there is like the, pr the, pr um, 
preference from one person to the other, yeah. which I think just shows the depth of their personalities that they really genuinely do like somebody yeah. uh, for maybe reasons we don't even understand. And then the, um, what's the other side of it that um, there's just a certain amount of love where we can't hate on people. Like if you don't have kids and you have um, a Doberman, you're like, this is just my everything. I get home. He's there for me. Oh my God. Yeah. It's yeah. Huge. Single people or couples that might get married. Mm -hmm. And then like my wife and I, yeah, uh, I don't it's a trial think, run. It's a trial run. And it's, just, it's this thing that you guys have together. And it's, it's and very powerful. It. Yeah. And you yeah. love it. You're a single guy, single girl. And this is your, this is your buddy. Who's going to be with you in the next 10 years, no matter what. Yeah. And it's as close to a kid as then you have a kid. Yeah. No, and then it, 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 the, the behavior towards the dog doesn't change generally, but there is a difference. Yeah. And you, you sort of see the difference and what you have to guard against is going. And most people know this is they go, I still need to give the same amount of attention, love to my dog. But now I see that there is, there is a bit of a difference in, in it's just something changes. You go, Oh, that's different. I loved that thing as much as I thought I could love something, but it wasn't compared to, I think the way you, I love this other thing. I think the way I think about it is like, I loved my dogs, mostly like Hobie, my golden retriever, but like, I wouldn't have ever even like thought about dying for my dog. Right. Like you, you know, I mean, I think about like, you know, the issue when you're a parent, you can't just like necessarily die for your kid. Cause like you might have other kids and you then would. that could be you problem. You would literally... I would literally, yeah. it would just be like death. Like I have 40 more years. It's like the pay thing. They have 80 more years. It's a no brainer yeah. on who should go. Yeah. But you're right to the, to the, to the dog thing. But it's, it's also like the, the thing about it is kind of weird hypothetical thing, right? Cause it's like, you don't get generally, generally get the choice of like, Hey, which one of us it's not, it doesn't work for like that. Or dogs, so right. yeah, for anything. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. but it's a in a, in a hypothetical to bring it full circle to the beginning of the thing with those dogs that were out of control, you know, like if you're with oh. your daughter and those dogs are doing that, Oh my God. you're like, Hey dude, I'm going to throw up. you over and these dogs can eat me. And you'd be like, I'm fine. Like, yeah, these dogs are not biting my daughter oh and it wouldn't be a thought. You know what I mean? Of course not. Yeah, I mean that's sorry. Yeah. Sorry, we're we're hitting and, a lot of yeah. We're hitting it uh, heavy, heavy today. This heavy stuff, serious heaviness, man. All right, what's next on our? So we only have a few more things. I mean, um, we got to cover a couple comments just to give some love. We had a we had over three hundred comments, which is more than your normal videos have. Um, yeah, we got to get. We have a ton dude. of comments, but can I drop a little bit on. about the merch stuff real quick? Yeah, go. Let's so, go quick. We, I haven't really got you super into this, but the merch stuff has been like flying off the shelf. So I'm pumped because I bought a, you guys can see me drinking this. This is just some random glass I have in the house. I bought a Beckman all day pint glass that was on there. Yeah. And uh, I know it was on there because I put it on there, but not, not a, not a, it was uh, weirdly on there. <laughs> it's weird that that was there, but it says Beckman all day, but I've been wanting a pint glass, right? But also I wanted it for this show because I got this goofy, well, I think they call them Steins, Beer Stein, yeah. something like that. So I wanted a Beckman all day one. And then I bought a medium, shirt. I don't know, that'd be a good shirt, a black, the nicer ones that are like, they're called like a ring spun. I guess that means it's like mm. a softer one. I don't yeah. know a lot of, I had to look it up. But, um, but anyways, long story short, 
I want everyone on this podcast to know that the 10% discount is not available on other, we don't say on the normal videos, hey, uh, enter this and get 10% off. Yeah, that is unleashed. Beckman Unleashed, as you can see on the top of this, how do I, there you go. Unleashed, all capitalized, 10% off. It should cover shipping, hopefully, maybe not. I don't know. Type in Unleashed. Oh, Right, you type in Beckman Unleashed in the promo code. No, or? Unleashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's okay, good call. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, uh, Unleashed, and then you know it'll give you ten percent off of it, and there's not that much margin in any you know, of that stuff. So, if you're interested, dog, um, what'd you call it? Dog shirts. Oh yeah. Dog shirts in different colors. Um, sweatshirts. Uh, sweatshirts for people. Shirts for people. We have shirts for women. Um, different stuff like that shirts for men obviously uh we have all that and then we also have a mug which is beckman all day and can you give them a real quick pitch on what the beckman all day is in case someone doesn't yeah, know it says are the shirts a beckman all day and it's from my my phrase uh, we'll do this all day yeah right the doorway method go get method uh we'll do this all day till till the dog till the dog gets it yeah we, yeah it's your mantra essentially. it's my it's, it's a shortened version of my yeah, mantra it's a and mantra you will do this all day when you're wearing that shirt yeah. And people love it. And people have been talking about that being on, on the logo for probably two or three years. So people are like, well, why did you do that? It's like, well, it's probably three years of people talking about the merch for that particular request. And all, so that's, that's we'll why this we, all day. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we, that's why we got that for them. Um, what was the other piece of that? Oh, oh, the so merch. we'll drop, we'll drop the description in or in the description box. We'll put the link to it. But nowadays, yeah. like you can see, they actually have this little shelf and it shows a bunch of the shirts underneath every video. Um, so you click the video, you'll see it. So in anyways, if you're interested, you're not interested, you won't hurt our feelings. They won't hurt your feelings, will they? Well, we won't know. We won't know. Why would they hurt our feelings? We don't know who bought it and who doesn't. Yeah, so like, no one's going to hurt our feelings. Okay. If we sell zero of them, I guess my feelings um, would be hurt. But yeah. we've already sold a bunch. So no, I think that's fair. My feelings aren't hurt. So I am going to start. Do you have any other things no, before I, I bring in comments. some of these comments? Okay. The comments are really where this this thing gets gets live. We've talked for... A long time. I don't and, think uh, we we haven't even touched. We weren't that. even deciding to. No, that wasn't even the plan, right? It was just like it's never the plan. Um, so the first person is uh, Richard Noggin. Uh, well, I think Noggin? that might be a. Well, anyways, Prince needs to have children. Those dogs would sell for a fortune, and I want one. I thought that was funny, right? Um, this person, Lil Miss Triple G, says, "I am in such agreement with you about." uh off leash dogs i am sick and tired of people just not putting a dang leash on their dogs it's so simple and easy and it it gets more into it but i um i get yelled out for going uh too long on the comments but we'll give you the gist of them uh again more people are getting back into the donkey thing this is getting i don't know why the donkey it's thing. getting a life of its own this is Two, uh three podcasts ago we talked about donkeys and mules and norvicus donkeys are their own species of equine which i think is like what's it what's that word from Equ Equine. Equestrian or something? Well, Obviously okay. From... Okay, can I go off on oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here? Handle your business, man. All right. Horses or horse-like species, they actually, they essentially walk on one. I shouldn't do that. They essentially walk on one digit. So they are the most evolved animal for for ground. For horses. They are the most, um, um, yeah. So they walk on one digit. Then there's like two-digit animal, animals like deer. Then there's three digits like hippos and elephants. One digit? Yes, they essentially they essentially have one finger. Oh, okay. Horses. And but four legs though. Well, four legs. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. 
they're the most uh what's the word uh, uh woke not our uh no, no, like a ground dwelling animal. They've evolved, evolved to be on the ground. Like if we reversed, um, we reversed the 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 process of um, evolution of evolution. Devolution. They would be the last ones Evolving? to go up into a tree. Wow. So they're more advanced than we are in a way. Not advanced. They're more um, um, evolved. Evolved to walk on the ground. Okay. So not. So don't dig too much. So. This one, I, know you I like yell at me if I read this already, but um, it says rehabilitating Buzzy. Oh, you're killing me. Most of my business is teaching, teaching off-leash work. And the criteria is that the dog does not ever approach dogs or people. They must come to heal the minute he's called back and he has to be able to walk right past a human or a dog if they are in, as if they're invisible. The dog stays on a 20-foot line until his recall is perfect. And then he graduates to an e-collar. Off-leash is not a free-for-all. Please don't put us all in the same basket with the crazy dogs and crazy owners. Okay. Other than that, I love you to pieces. I like this lady. Oh, lady? It's a, oh I, it says Sorry. rehabilitating Buzzy. Okay, I like this. I like this person because yes. instead of being like, oh, 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 she's like, please don't put us all in a basket. Here's what I do. Here's my process. And it's great. The only, and, and I've actually said before, if you're going to have your dog off-leash, like it, it needs to basically act like it's on a leash. You have to have the same control as it's as if it's on a leash. And then there maybe you could do some off leash stuff. Here's the problem with that. And even with the thing I just said, hmm. the other people don't know that you have that control. Yeah, because there's a bunch That's of the problem. yahoos that don't have control. Yeah. And I, I get why she's doing it. I, I would want that training is good. I would argue train with that system and go to this lady and train with that system. Then when you see a person with another dog, a person with a child, you throw the leash on for them. You may not need it. You put the leash on for the other person or the child. Now, if you see that couple and you've got this awesome golden and they go, oh, what a nice dog. Leave the leash off. They uh, the, That couple obviously doesn't care. Hmm. Well, I think Does the better way to do it would be if you have such good control over your dog is to have your dog run around you three times, roll over three times, then they would immediately know like, wow, this guy's got control. It's not dog. a terrible idea. Then it would know. It's like, Hey, if you can do unbelievable tricks, I will trust you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it looks like it has a hundred yard stare, then I don't trust yeah, you. Which this lady's training it good where this dog isn't just sitting there looking all crazy at people, but still the, the person, but the even, other people don't know. But even if they don't know, even if they are, doesn't matter what's in your head. Even if they can do everything off leash is on leash, if they have this thing in them, like you mentioned about the violence or that viciousness, even if they can do everything perfect, you can't rule out the fact that something could trigger them in the future. True. However, even on leash, that could get triggered. Leash could come out of the hand. Person can fall. I'm not. But leash, what percentages aren't foolproof? Right. But they're still better than. I mean, off leash. 99 percent of the time they don't come off. I mean, maybe 90. Yeah. percent I guess yeah. it depends on who's holding the leash and yeah. how strong they are. But um, so this is a super important question. Maybe the most important question from Rev Nine Fan One. Uh, Sopranos is my jam for real. Oh yeah, we talked about my favorite show, and Sopranos. I saw that. Yep. So that was just a joke. Yeah. But uh, uh oh. Oh, wow. This is the same person. I would totally be up for a puppy raising series from start to finish uh, uh, till it gets to print status. Can you imagine how awesome that would be? 
Well, I think it would be such a teaching. Very, yeah, that's what it would be. I mean, Very planned a... videos on with these puppies. You know how like there's like basically a, now there's a podcast or wasn't before, but there's a podcast. There's like a Sunday video. Usually that's like a board or it's a private lesson usually or something, right? And there's maybe another video that comes out. Like there could be a whole other video every week on like raising, raising, raising these dogs dog. to be arguably the best dogs on the internet. And imagine if at three years or something, it was at Prince level. It was just and a, they got to walk through the whole process. And they would be like, watch. It process. wasn't just a fluke. Like his last two. Yeah, the last two. Last two. Prince. Uh, you I were was, just so I, lucky. I was lucky. Again, oh my God, yes, please come to Perth. She says Australia, and she's Perth. But, um, you know, that's, anyways. Um, Perth. Songbird, on dominance tactics and helper dogs, no fights. This is for the haters who try to say that Joel Beckman and company are out there abusing dogs by letting Princey dominate them. Listen to this. This is so important. His entire ethos and method are based on years of study, science, and practical knowledge gained in over a decade of working with literally thousands of dogs. He wants to help them, never hurt them, period. It's mm, nice. Pretty good. I yeah. think they're right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's true. She's she's right on. Yeah, that was... She, I don't know if that was a male or a female. Putting down. But Songbird is probably a female. Sounds a little female. I mean, I wouldn't have the name Songbird, but... Yeah. I might just be uh, uncomfortable with myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, the get ready for the DMs about the Dobermans, right? So I already mentioned that. Um, so can you, if I read this, can you explain it a little more? Because I think I, you'll I like it. So. Uh, it says the the BEM 08, breed Prince with one of Jason's Cane Corso, and you and Jason both raise one puppy each. I'm sure the others could find homes. And after each year, they should compete in obedience and focus, LOL. LOL. Can you explain to them what that means and then give us your comments on it? Jason, I mentioned him last time. He's a, he's a guy who's got kind of corsos and he's a great guy. So she's talking about Jason Corey. I think so. And you yeah, follow yeah. him on Instagram, right? From last yeah. month, last week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they want us to bring them together. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, okay. He's not down. I'm not down. You're not gonna split custody or yeah, anything like we're that. Not, okay. We're not doing that. Um that's fair. That's fair. Um let me see if I dare go down this road here. I will. I don't care. Uh Kentus. Hey guys, I watch all your videos on your channel and love the content. I used to I use the info to raise my Yakushian Lakita puppy. Do you know about this? And he has become an amazing dog. Uh, was wonderful if Joel thinks sled dogs are harder to train for walking on a leash. It is one of the few struggles I still have with my dog after using Joel's advice. He will literally try and pull against the head halter when we leave the house. We are outside for at least two hours every day, so he's not understimulated. Um, it goes into more, but uh, I knew there was a reason I screenshotted that. What do you think of that? Yeah, they are they are harder to And it's not, I don't know how genetic how genetic pulling something is. But you feel like it might be, right? It could be. But also what is genetic is a wanting to run, wanting to be in front, and wanting to go. Do you see the difference there? People actually think yeah. that there are genes to pulling. I would argue there are genes to everything that creates a polar yeah i think and those what, are two different things yeah no i think what it is is you 
you know, the polling dogs and the dogs that want to be out in front are selected more so than the ones that don't want yeah, to do that. Yeah, then pass through. Yeah, so then it's, it's yeah, it's kind of like the purpose happened and then they got bred into yeah. that. And then the ones that didn't want to walk didn't go, didn't make the sled team. Right? Yeah, and then, the, so now that's how the breeding is. But yeah. I don't think polling Anything else to say? Trait? Polling? Can you name a couple of sled dogs? Like I, I imagine Siberian Huskies well, are one of them. Have you ever seen a sled dog team? They're generally not siberian huskies well so there's a show called like life below zero or yeah. life below freezing or they're something? they're mixes was my point sorry okay they're they're not this purebred beautiful like they're all these weird looking kind of mixed dogs oh that's funny that you brought that up so let's dive into that real quick because um oh but to answer the whole thing on that show is that basically this guy lived in alaska and he had a bunch of dogs and they would take him on the sled places but he had probably 25 dogs. Yeah. But it wasn't easy to feed all these dogs. No. There's 25 dogs. That's yeah. a lot of dogs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. That's good. That, yeah. was, that was interesting what you said. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to go too far on this. Um, okay. I know you get angry when I uh, give the shout outs and stuff, the love to the podcast, but happens to be Mango Doby. Such a fun and informative podcast. The time flies by. Started watching this one during lunch at work and couldn't stop. Oops. That's awesome. Not sure if you remember Mango from her training with you. If well, it would client. have, I guess so. It would have been great if she could have been the one for Prince. Uh-oh. This is getting hot Let's and heavy. Look. I'm going to look She's just a little small and shy. Oh. Maybe we'll get our second Doberman when you have your puppy and train along with you. I also think Duke is a great name for a Prince pup. That's pretty cool. I was wondering if she oh. was the one we saw at the dog park Bro. at the 100,000 videos that we were trying to find. No. No. Okay. Bomber. I have, That's I have, I have her information right here. Wait, wh why isn't it coming up? Yeah. I see her on my schedule, but like the it's, information's not coming up. Yeah. That's the, um, I'm going to keep yeah, going because, uh, we're on a podcast here. Sorry. Yes, yes. Um, people are like, wait, what is he doing? Uh, I called my boxer Bosco. Thanks to you. And then he says little ish. He is, um, in the blanks you, oh yes please do come to australia and don't forget us in perth again more people uh true about the amish or true about some of the amish this is from micah Wright. uh probably amish some some do run puppy mills however there are some great breeders in ohio who also happen to be amish they aren't a homo homogenous group and very significantly as individuals and churches sure the Good name point. the name bosco i'm gonna we're gonna ask yeah. the people something Okay, there are three references that I know of to Bosco. One that's pretty commonly known, another that's less, and the last one that's that's last. And there might be more. I'm not talking about, oh, a, another dog's name was Bosco. One, if you're over 50 years old, 55 maybe, you're going to know the answer to where have you heard the word Bosco before you have to be over 55 and you're going to know the answer. If you're under 55, you will not know the answer. Okay. Number two is if you are a fan of a certain extremely popular nineties TV show and you watch this one episode, you're going to know Bosco. And the third is an eighties movie. There was an, a dog named Bosco in this very popular eighties movie. No married with children. There so you're not going to tell me. Should we do it next week or should I tell you? 
uh, if you can remember to do it next week. Well, we got a we have a little thing where it says what we're gonna do. Okay, it's up to you. Just let me know when it's over, so I don't have to live in suspense for a whole week. That'd I can tell. I can say it right now. I it's better. What are they gonna write yeah, down? Yeah, give them the, what okay. They, give the ready? people what they want. All right, the first one. It was a chocolate syrup called Bosco. Anyone over fifty five knows that. Any any chance anyone over fifty five knows that was it married with children that was the show or no no Seinfeld it was oh. George Costanza's pin number when the lady was dying and he whispered it to her and she wakes up and she goes says Busco and then she dies <laughs> okay. it was his pin number for his ATM before card before you go to the third can we just talk about how like it's so funny about Seinfeld that's not where I got it but. how like it's like the genius of that show is that people think different things are funny in the show. Like I've seen that show. It never even occurred to like the, you're like face lit up when you said that, you know what I, I mean? just love that. It was George Costanza's. Pinnacle. George is funny. Yeah. In that show. And then the last one was the dogs the dog in the movie. I think one crazy summer. Okay. I didn't with like uh, John C Cusack. Okay. The dog's name was Bosco in that show. I have. Those are the three. I have a thing. I just thought this was pretty. Um, this is funny. I'm going to read it anyways. Uh, the Warrior Scout. I noticed some in the comments don't fully understand what a militia is. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. the term has been hijacked and manipulated for political purposes. A militia That's is simply true. a group of people that come together in times of need to serve their communities, floods, fires, tornadoes, and occasionally a zombie horde. So... That's one vote for militia. That's I do about think... our only vote for militia. No, there's a by couple. The we'll have another one that I thought was really funny. Um, they were saying like my mom doesn't like it. Okay, so that actually was the one I that was looking matters. for, and we won't say who that was. But your mom did not want it. No, she was like thinking the militia was like a tyrannical dealio. That's well, a lot of people, right? So I still think so. We have to narrow this down. We should give this to them before we leave too. So what about? Um, I know that we had I the like. militia and then we had the pack of the names wolf pack, for what the we're Beckman followers. Right, right, right. This is a true, I, we're not making this up because it's some show thing. Like there's a militant group of Beckman followers that anyone who reads the comments can obviously see. And so we just want a name for that. So we can start calling them. So Beckman nation, Beckman militia or Beckman wolf pack or Beckman pack or Beckman pack. Do you I have, can, I kind of like Beckman pack pack though if you say pack can i just call it wolf pack yeah you can call it, yeah 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 the wolf or, pack the wolf Beck, pack the nation's pretty good too yeah but i was thinking like there's not a hey, beckman not, nation it's not one nation it's like it's worldwide man yeah beckman pack pack doesn't roll like wolf, the wolf pack beckman wolf pack it's why does it have to have beckman in it you want it to have beckman in it huh? hey wolf pack beckman pack hey wolf pack the, hey no, backpack hey to the wolf pack out there hey to the wolf pack out there the wolf pack it's terrible Teen Everything Wolf. is Beckman. It's okay. It's Beckman dog training. It's Beckman unleashed. It's like our thing. Okay. Like I'm not like, oh, everything has to be my last name. It's kind of like um hmm. um it's like the company we we're making. No, it's kind of like um Stellar. Stellar. He like went around like 200 years ago and he named all these animals after him. Stellar like Doberman. Um, um um sea lions and stellar blue jays. It's like, bro, stop naming animals after you. It's like coming up with a company. I was like, maybe we could use my last name. And you're like, no. That's basically that. what happened. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> truth hurts. Could we uh, throw a little something in there? Call it Eric something? No. Uh, 
I think this was good. This is what I wanted to talk about before, but I lost my train of thought. So MCN, you're not even gonna get your name called out if you don't have a legible name. Uh, I have a mutt, honestly, an amazing dog. Calm, smart, friendly, happy to do whatever. More families should consider a mutt if they don't want to actually give their dog a job or fulfill the drive related to their breed. Now, that was what was reminding me of that is like, you could get an amazing dog that's not a breed. So it's like, of course, like there's so Most much the like, dogs in the world. Yeah. Or just normal dogs. Yeah. They're mixed dogs. Yeah. yeah they're not, uh, yeah. they're not hybrid. So yeah. Okay. See, didn't you think that was like good shout out or no? I mean, it's obvious, but yeah, sure. But I think there's some people that just would never not buy a certain breed. Like, yeah, there's people who are in love with their breed. Yeah. Another breeds like you with the Doberman. Yeah. You're not buying another dog besides a Doberman, basically. Not that you're buying it, but whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god. She, she says, Oh my god, you're gonna be flooded with ovulating female Dobermans. Um uh two more. Let's do two more, three more. All right, Let's all do right. three more and then we'll call it we'll call it a quits because you have to get some uh yeah, food. Get some food. Uh Gail. Eric, this is getting awkward. I don't know exactly what she was meaning by that, but it says, I love these podcasts. Great content. I I like just plain Beckman pack. If you use militia, the FBI will show up at your door, but it is cool. Uh, thanks for going over tips of how to handle unleashed dogs running up to people walking with their dogs on leash. I worry about that all the time. I can't pick up my over 85 pound Doberman. I'm a 70 year old small woman. That's yeah, it's cool. a good point. I Beckman like that. Pack. I like that we covered that and we weren't like really trying to like help anyone. It just like just came up and yeah. then like people got some value. Well, out hopefully of that. like the vet thing today, yeah. you know, helps people navigate that world. Yeah, that was a tearjerker. Uh, this one's called Just Chillin'. I'm so tired of these off-leash owners who Everyone think hates they this. are in control. And this next second, their dog runs into a busy street. My dog is on leash and he isn't uh, isn't friendly. So if your uh, unleashed dog... Yeah. Uh, runs up on mine, guess what's going to happen? So, but I don't think of Beckman Unleashed as like unleashed. I think it's like Beckman Unleashed. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, I don't think of this podcast as like Beckman, who is not on a leash right now. Yeah, I'm saying whatever I want. I think it's like Beckman is unleashed, like the whole. It's both. Okay. It can be both. So you were doing the wordplay with the. The leash. I think you came up with the name. I don't think I did. I think you were talking about oh. a separate channel. Oh, yeah. But I think you might have come up with the idea. I don't remember. Uh, if I had to bet, I mean, who knows? We'd do these things where we would just like talk business, walk yeah, up yeah, and yeah. I'd be walking up and down the streets. And I remember you you had filmed a video about like, I think you were just covering like wild animal stuff because that's a true passion. Yeah. And I think when this came up, you're just like, hey, like. Yeah. I obvious. still want to do it. Just go through YouTube and have like this, uh, you know, this animal thing happened and then just talk about it. I yeah. love it. No, I know. And, and, uh, and I'm like, Whoa, look at that. Okay. Two more. This one's going to be negative. I think this is uh bad on. Oh yeah. Bandanko. Like Bandanko said this five days ago, using your dog for likes on the internet is reprehensible. It's horrible. Using prints for dog training is amazing. Joel, I've learned so much from your channel. My Malamute is much better after listening to you. But you don't need to be a famous or be famous for a cute dog. You should be famous for your work with dogs. Social media is a curse, as is the lure of fame. Yeah, I don't under. I don't. That wasn't that glowing it. of a. No, but I don't even understand it. I think they're saying that 
you suck kind of they're like hey yeah. you're being lured into fame bro i think they're talking about the breeding of bosco and that like you are selling out for the dog to like get famous off a dog but i don't think that was the point of it i think it's more of an educational idea that like if you adopted yeah. a puppy it would help all these people because they learn to watch you train oh, a puppy yeah. so yeah. i think they misinterpreted right yeah okay uh last one maybe. last one double double for mike lajure um they become okay so we're talking about uh last week joel said uh basically that dogs if you leave them on an island for like 10 years they basically become like one looking dog kind of thing that's so this guy said. responded and that's what he says uh they become this one thing uh this is what he says they become this one thing you can see this in many east asian countries where the yeah. street dogs are kind of feral in bangkok the dogs live both on the streets and move in and out of the jungle. They are not exactly wild, but they are under their own remit. And what you see uh, is they all look similar. Same in other countries in the region. Same with dingoes here in Australia. That compact size and small range of coloring. By the way, dingoes in Australia are still pure dingo. When feral dogs breed with dingoes, their offspring don't survive so well. And the feral dog genes tend to fade out of genetic lines. So... Um, I'll read the last two sentences. Dingoes are dogs, but they are super specialized to the Australian environment and European dog breeds only weaken that specialization and their genes don't survive for many generations. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, shout out to that guy. He dropped two. Dingoes are the right size, they're the right temperament, they're the right heat and elements. The hair is the right length. They're perfect. And they're, they're perfect for there. They're like coyotes here. They're like coyotes here. Coyotes are absolutely perfect. And I know, you know, you, it's like they do what they do very well. And, you yeah. know, when it, you know, when it eats your cat, you're not a happy camper about it or your dog, they get dogs Super too. Bummed. But it's also cool that there's like, they're a form of dog essentially that are wild and yeah. they live amongst us. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't hate on it. Yeah. Do you? No, but I like when, kind of like when dogs, I have all on my feed is like, dogs like fighting back fighting place. wolves what about like half my feed is like freaking in azerbaijan or something yeah like these big old dogs like rushing out and like fighting wolves what do you wolves are awesome what do you think about um hmm, what do you what do you think about the dogs that are fighting off mountain lions have you seen this in backyard like camera stuff i don't like it they're not fighting them. No, they're, they're treeing they're them. I see it. It's on my feed. They freaking run these mountain lions up in a tree. These hounds. I don't know. No, 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 like. no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking oh. about that. That's a hunting thing. Uh, actually, supposedly it's incredibly difficult because it takes like 10 days and they still can never find the cats. Because there's yeah, the poor find. cat, like all these no, hounds. I'm a, like, I know. I love cats. I, I love cats. Yeah. I, I love I love wild cats. I love, even more. I love, love normal cats. Yeah. Now, this is not what I'm saying. I'm saying like down south, where they have like, like South America, right? They have Dogo Argentinos and stuff. Oh, they okay. have like those, what are they called? Blink cameras and yeah, those yeah. like things. And they have like um, mountain lions coming in and like the dogs are fighting them off. They're getting like fights with the um, mountain lion. Yeah. And I, I don't think they like won or lost, but they were yeah. fighting. They were yeah, holding yeah. their own. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. I've seen I think that. that's amazing. I don't know. People I like the amazing. wolf dog thing. That's a lot more common. These wolves come in. A lot of Russian. Russian wolves are really aggressive. They're big though, aren't they? Yeah, they're like Canadian wolves and they're just, there's something about them that just gnarly. And they'll like come into villages and like 
kill the dogs and you just see them these dogs get taken away by these wolves and like sometimes they're like hell man that's the worst it's getting dragged out it's unbelievable like like i don't know it's like the i don't like it. i've seen so many like animal like i would never go on a safari why because i've seen safari i've seen so many videos on this stuff that like people are on safari and you'll see them and they're like watch it and they'll be like no 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 and they're like horrified mm -hmm. i'm like you didn't think you were gonna see like this baby elephant get slowly murdered murder is a harsh word right right slowly die by the hands of what lions like i'm not saying a lot of yeah, baby elephants like a, happen, but like, murder, like you gotta be ready to see the worst to see it is not like Ness, uh cheetah got it got a gazelle it happened very quickly but like you better be ready to see something really really hard to watch if you're I, I would I would 95% like it and 5% I would see something that I don't want to see that you think you want to see but until you see it you don't want to see it it's like the death thing we were talking about earlier yeah you're not ready for and it does this make sense what I'm saying yeah I do think though that there's certain animals that we just can't handle where it's like oh you see a a lion eat a gazelle you're like well that's a gazelle sorry bro but it's like you see a baby elephant and now the, the game has changed. You, I saw a video the other day. I don't even want to say it. Uh, this hyena was slowly disemboweling this buffalo that was screaming. A, a small he buffalo? He was stuck. No, he's like stuck in mud. Stuck in the mud. And the thing just, and he was alive for a long time. Listen, I don't even. They, they'll like eat their turning face it and off. stuff, you're, right? Yeah, they'll eat their face while they're alive. You're turning this off right now. Because they love it. And then you're like, Joel doesn't want to go to safari. And then you're like, I can't even listen to hear Joel, what he says about the wild. We will we'll, we'll now go watch the wild. You'll be really on, affected. We're going to go on a safari when we're in Australia. What are you talking about? I don't think those are safaris. I think Africa has safaris. It's the only one that you can do is Africa. They got wild animals. These kangaroos and yeah. dingoes. And yeah, but we're not going to see. In a, I would Africa's totally go on special. a, I would totally go on a safari. Is different. Um, I don't, I would totally go. Um, I wouldn't. I would also though, like I'm the reason I wouldn't go is because I'd be a little bit uh, afraid to go like currently to go to Africa, certain parts of Africa. Yeah, but, but they I, don't do safaris. But I do know we have some pretty cool, when I say we, I mean you, pretty cool uh, uh, fans in South Africa. Oh yeah. Did you know this? There's more than two in the comments, I think last week's video. Mm, it's pretty that. good. So yeah, so yeah, they got safaris in South Africa. I think it's like you're saying it's a lot of this like just the heavy English speaking, predominantly English English yeah, speaking yeah. countries. Yeah. I'd love to know if we have any Latin American watchers. So shout out as a uh, as a wrap up. Oh yeah, you got any um, Latin America? We got any? Um, can we ever hear any Canadians? A lot of Canadians. Okay, they just Canadians. don't talk much. They don't. Comment. Our neighbor down uh, down south. Any Mexicans? No. Um, and then also Europe, Asia. We have no, we don't ever hear about Asia, do we? Like, uh, I don't know. No. Okay. That's fine. Anyway. So you got anything to wrap up with? No.